0: Uh, So if you have your Bibles, please open them to Hebrews chapter 11, uh, where we will talk about who God is and the God that we can truly worship. Let's begin in a word of prayer. Our Father and our God, you are, you always will be, and you always have been, and we praise you this morning. We lift up these songs of worship that honor your name. And Father, we ask that as we study your word, that you will guide and lead us according to your will, that you'll open up our hearts, that you'll open up our minds, our eyes, that we can see your truth. Father, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. It was a couple of months ago that I received a call from a stranger asking for help. He had a really good redemption story, and so I decided I'd go ahead and meet up with him. We met at the pilot over there on Merchants. I bought him a tank of gas. I brought uh, one of these bags of hope for him. I uh, gave information on a piece of paper about a food pantry uh, that we have supported in the past, the fish pantry. He had an amazing story. He had just gotten out of jail, You know how hard it is for folks to get out of jail to find a job? He had found a job, and life was getting stable for him. He just needed some food, a tank of gas, before he got that first paycheck. After we parted, I felt really good about our conversation. I felt really good about his story and the hope that I felt like I shared with him until a week later when he called our church again asking us for the same kind of help, with the same story. I said, I don't remember his name, but I said, hey Mike, do you remember? It's me, it's, it's Jeremy. We just talked last week the same time. I, I, I brought, and he hung up. He just hung up. You know, there were so many emotions that went through, and there were a lot of questions that popped up from that event. Is it worth it? Did I waste my time that day? Why am I so gullible? Does he even have a real need? I mean, I was mad at him. I was angry. I was mad at myself for giving to him. I vowed that I will never be fooled again. Right? Honestly, it really gives me a lot of questions about giving in general. See, I want to be generous. I want to be wise. We're approaching a story today about Cain and Abel. And if you know the story of Cain and Abel, you know it's a story of giving. And I want to give like Abel gave. See, the Bible doesn't tell us a whole lot about the beginning of the world. It tells us that Adam and Eve were formed. It tells us that they had children, Cain and Abel. They're the first two children mentioned in the story of Genesis. And chapter 4 begins with Adam laying with his wife Eve, Eve giving birth to Cain and then Abel. We're not told any bits and pieces about verse 2, To verse 3, we're just told that Cain was a farmer, he worked the soil, and Abel was a shepherd, he had flocks. Look at verse 3 of chapter 4 of Genesis with me. In the course of time, Cain brought forth some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to God, a worship to God. Now, Abel also brought some offering. This, he brought a fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. And we're told that the Lord looked with favor on Abel in his offering. But on Cain and his offering, God did not look with favor. So so Cain became angry. His face became downcast, Right? And the Lord asked Cain, why why are you so angry? Why is your face so downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at the door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. What? What? What happened here? Did God prefer the animal sacrifice over the fruit sacrifice? That doesn't seem right. Cain wasn't raising animals. He was raising fruits and and vegetables. Did Abel give more than Cain? Was it a spirit by which they gave? Which one and why? What was wrong with that offering? And you know, as I consider giving to that homeless man, when when I consider giving to the church, when I consider offering to God, how can I be more like Abel? And that's where our passages intersect. Because we're told in Hebrews a little bit more. Look at Hebrews eleven four. It was by faith that Abel gave. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith. He was commended as righteous. When God spoke well of his offerings, and it was by faith, Abel still speaks, even though he's dead. Faith. It was by faith. we got to use the definition that the writer of Hebrews gives us in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Faith is is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. The context of Hebrews chapter 11 is wrapped up in this idea of faith, being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. It's the definition of how so many lived throughout the Old Testament. Abel lived by faith. Noah lived by faith. Abraham lived by faith. Moses lived by faith. Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Gideon, Barak, Samson, David, Solomon, Samuel, all the prophets, they lived by faith. They lived their lives filled with faith as worship to God. And we are told by the author of Hebrews that Abel and Cain are a contrast in biblical worship. One believed God, and the other he kind of believed in something else. If you go back to 1 Kings chapter 18, we're told the story of King Ahab and Elijah. The king of Israel, Ahab, he had assembled 450 prophets of Baal. Elijah was the only prophet of God. And Elijah suggested that maybe we build two altars, one to Baal and one to God. And they would cut up a bowl and pray that God would bring fire from heaven to consume the bowl. So the prophets of Baal prayed. They built an altar. They placed a bowl on top of the altar and they prayed and prayed. They even did some dancing. All morning long, Ba didn't answer, and there was no fire from heaven. So Elijah, in that funny scenes in 1 Kings chapter 8, begins to taunt them. He says, Shout louder! Surely he's God. Perhaps he's in deep thoughts, or maybe he's busy, or maybe he's traveling. Maybe he's sleeping and he needs to be awakened. And so they did shout louder. And they even began to cut themselves, hoping that this kind of self-affliction would arise or arouse Baal. About midday, Elijah decided it was his turn. And so Elijah drew in the crowd He arranged 12 stones to represent the 12 tribes of Israel and he dug this huge trench around the altar deep enough to fill with water so there was standing water. And at the time of the sacrifice we're told 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 36 the prophet Elijah stepped forward and he prayed a simple prayer. Lord, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel, that I am your servant, and had done these things at your command. Answer me, Lord. Answer me so that these people will know that you, Lord, are God, and you are turning their hearts back again. And if you read on the story... Immediately, the fire of the Lord fell from heaven. It burned up the sacrifice. It burned up the wood. It burned up the stones and the soil, and it licked up every bit of that water. And when the people saw this, they fell prostrate and cried, The Lord He is God. The Lord, he is God. The Lord is God. Amen? I don't know if y'all have heard, but 2020 and 2021 have really stunk it up. It has been a challenging year for many people. Let's talk a minute for the divisiveness of this country over politics, over COVID. It's heart-wrenching, isn't it? I've seen firsthand how it's played out, even here at Cornerstone. There's folks that have left this church because of the way we've handled the epidemic. And I honestly and personally struggle with this question, do I even have what it takes? As I bring my gifts to the table, am I good enough? And I think that this passage today intersects with the questions that I have, and maybe you have. I want so badly for my gifts to make a difference. I want my service to this homeless man to make a difference. But maybe my faith is messed up. Maybe Cain was focused on the gift, while Abel was focused on God. Maybe the prophets of Baal were focused on their dancing and words, while Elijah was focused on God. Do I put my faith in what I give, what I do? And if I do, I miss out. On what God has done, what God is doing, and what God will do. Do you see the distinction here? Will I be concerned with how I pray, what I pray, when I pray, or to whom I pray? He is the way maker. He is. Is able. As I write these words, I was watching as uh, over here in the corner of the parking lot, there was a young man cleaning out his car. I mean, his stuff was everywhere in the parking lot. Uh, Jeff O and I, we, we noticed him as we pulled in in the morning. He was sleeping in the front seat. Uh, Jeff, he said, hey, man, we're going to go talk to this guy. He's got his stuff out of his car. And I was like, he better not mess up my parking lot. (laughs) Jeff challenged me to come with him, to talk to him. I grabbed a cup of coffee for the guy. And by the time I reached this man, he was into a deep conversation with Jeff. I felt the struggle as I listened to his story. I mean, I prayed that God would give us words, but ultimately, as I was writing, I came to the conclusion that it wasn't the words that Jeff had to say, and it wasn't the words that I had to say. It wasn't even the prayer I prayed. It was the God who is able. What about the God who was there in that moment, what about that God we serve? Imagine what life would look like if worship included faith a God who could multiply our gifts, much like He multiplied the loaves and the fish. A God who can not only give us the words to say, but be with the person we're speaking with. You see, ultimately, worship without faith is not worshiping God, it's worship of ourselves. Worship without faith is not worship with God, it's not worship to God, it's worship of ourselves. You see, Abel was blessed, not because he gave more than Cain, not because of what he gave to God, but because he had faith in God. And our worship should resemble that faith. Imagine what our worship would look like if it Was a worship of faith in God. Do you have faith in God? This this week you're going to have so many opportunities to worship God. Whether you're singing in your car, whether you're helping a stranger whether you're listening to a coworker, praying, serving your neighbor, or maybe even just a quiet time listening to God. Let your songs, let your prayers, let your service, let those actions be a reflection. Let those actions be a reflection of your inward Faith in God. A God who is powerful. A God who is present. And even right now, we gather around the table and we're going to sing this song, It Is Well. Take a moment to consider not just the words we sing, not just the harmonies or the Instruments being played. But take a moment to resonate and realize that the God that we serve is here with us. In the bread and in the blood and the drink. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He raised Jesus up on the third day and God reigns supreme today amen father as we sing this song and as we partake of communion we do so in faith you are able you have done and you always will do we trust and we place our faith in you let this text be a reminder that it's not about what we give or when we give, but the God to whom we give. By faith, Abel gave, and by faith, we give right now. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.